My name is Jeffrey Edwards. And I'm Mary Thaler, and this is Writing Off the Deep End. So, in this episode, um, we're going to be looking at the issue of world building. We both write science fiction and fantasy, mm -hmm. but we also both write historical fiction and even contemporary fiction. Yeah. And so we're interested in this concept of world building, not just in the sense of science fiction, yeah. but in the broader sense of whenever you write a story, you have to have um, a clear are, sense of setting. You are creating a world. a world. One of the things when I was thinking about this uh, topic is mm -hmm. that uh, it's always research-based. Whether you're yeah. writing historical fiction where you're doing a lot of research about places that existed or, or settings and environments that existed, mm -hmm. in science fiction you're doing research about the science behind the places that you're inventing often. So yeah. it's still very imaginative, but you're doing research about physics and the biology mm -hmm. and chemistry yeah. and these kinds of things. I mean, I remember being a young writer, like a really young, I mean, in primary and high school, and thinking, oh, I don't know much about the world, I better write fantasy, because then it doesn't matter that I don't know um, about different cultures or different things, and that, that of course, is not true. <laughs> well, and I was thinking um, about fantasy, too, and mm -hmm. one tends to draw from existing literature about fantasy. And so there is a kind of a way that one informs one's writing based on existing works. Oh, okay. So what would you say are the details that you strive most to get right when you're creating a, a world? Well, one of the things, I mean, we've talked about this before, but um, a sense of uh, the body's, the feeling of the body in space for mm -hmm. me is really important. So I, I work hard at whether I, regardless of what I'm writing, yeah. that the the setting and the environment has a certain weight to it, a, a feeling of the body yeah. in the space, right? Yeah. So, do you find yourself making a lot of sketches, sketched maps of buildings and and um, environments and yourself? You think or? I should, but I don't. <laughs> no, it's all up here. Okay. <laughs> you don't become disoriented in, in the spaces that you create. No, in fact, okay. uh, uh, on the contrary, it's the, once the spaces start to have a, a mm -hmm. shape to them, I yeah. feel more at home. So I'm driven to do that. Okay. Are there special challenges about um, creating spaces uh, in your in your far future? Well, I mean, we talked about, for instance, uh, in some environments, things may be different than one the one expects. So, so for instance, mm -hmm. one of the things that my characters do is they don't breathe because they have this technology that breathes in their in the, that replaces the normal breathing mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And one of the reflections I had is. Might that not change the way you stand? Okay. In, if you if you're not breathing, okay, you may and I, I think you may tend to be slightly more forward in your stance than you would be normally without breathing. And that's kind of the essence of um, world building is not just creating the environment, but thinking about how that environment is affecting your characters and and through your characters, your story. It's something visceral mm -hmm. in a way. I mean, sure, it requires architecture, you know, yeah. and, and things like that. I'm also working in a world that's very different th than the world I see around me. And so getting little details right um, matters. <laughs> uh, details about weather, details about food, what people are eating, um, 
Because these are all fairly fundamental things about how people live their everyday life that shape um, how societies are organized. Uh, I'm always looking at maps. I'm looking at climate records. And then you have to kind of forget some of it. When you do the writing. Exactly. Because the reader is not interested. (laughs) (laughs) How much do you invest to make sure that you get the details right, Mm -hmm. historically correct, Yeah. as opposed to taking a certain amount of license in order to move the story forward and not worrying too much about the detail? Oh, I think I have the kind of personality that always worries about the detail. And um, and I might fudge something without realizing, but if something comes up later and I realize I got it wrong, I, I have to fix it. Yeah, so, I, I think I'm a bit of the same. So for me, I'm looking at a, a, a reality that, that exists and I can go and find out what it is, which is a little bit different than a reality That's that invented. you create. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tend to find that the real world is actually stranger and more interesting than what I could come up with from my imagination. Mm. I, I think that's probably true, mm-hmm. but hey, I write science fiction, so I invent the stuff anyway, and, yeah. and I hope that I do a reasonably good job at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it involves some choices for you. Uh, you have to have. Have there been some major choices you had to make? Well, uh, you know, the science fiction. Well, you have to be consistent, right? So you invent yeah. one technology, and then it has consequences. So you know, I have this. Uh, one of the technologies I invented is this. Struck this uh, device for slowing time. Yeah. Well, it turns out that that has all sorts of consequences, and mm-hmm. so all of those consequences become part of the story in a way. But yeah. they're interesting. World building is often taking your idea and following it all the way to the end. Right. So uh, when I was working, for instance, on this historical fiction that takes place in Poland, mm-hmm. I remember doing the research into the Dish, yeah. the cooking dishes that were oh, okay. typical of the time yeah. and that one might actually because I had a mm-hmm. an evening party where people were cooking us but then uh, there was a, a Jewish person mm-hmm. in the room and that ended up having all sorts of consequences for the story yeah that I didn't necessarily work out ahead of time are there any details that you don't bother that don't seem important to you so a lot of people write historical fiction based on real people who actually lived, mm-hmm. whereas I tend to write fiction using histori- mm-hmm. using fictional characters. Yeah. Um, I think you're basing your work on, on yes. historical fiction. Yeah, uh, everyone characters. is a real person. Yeah. Yeah, I worry about that. I wonder, worry about, you know, readers will want something grounded in reality rather than this purely historical stuff. I don't know, but uh, I yeah. worry about those things. <laughs> I think... That's maybe something you don't have to worry about. <laughs> uh, there's, there's enough space in history for all uh, of us. Yeah, maybe. It strikes me sometimes reading science fiction and, and fantasy uh, that people put a lot of effort into imagining um, the higher levels of their society, the, mm. the royalty or, or court intrigues, and those can be really fascinating. Uh, but I find it more interesting to put that attention to detail into the lower parts of society. I, I feel like men, most people through most of history, um, as indeed many of us now today, vaguely know what's going on politically uh, above us, but mostly we're involved in our, in our everyday struggle. 
and that's a preference. And 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 uh, uh, pref- I also have been seduced by uh, very well written court intrigues and things like that. Because I have this idea that um, that because the stories that I write about are Mm -hmm. in some ways because they're they're far future. Yeah. The environments are exceptional for Mm -hmm. for us to look at today. Yeah. They look like totally like you know magic, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. totally outrageous things that go on. Yeah. But I'm interested in the everyday experience. How do you avoid anachronisms? I mean, because oh. that's the danger of, of doing historical writing. Um, I'm not sure that you can ever eliminate them totally. And I still remember a dear elderly friend who'd grown up um, during the Great Depression uh, telling me about a mistake she found in the English patient about uh, oh. a character who was a nurse and, and had studied nursing in Toronto in the 40s, um, just like my friend had. <laughs> and he'd gotten something wrong. And she said, I could never enjoy the book after that. So, um, <laughs> so uh, sometimes we have to be kind to ourselves. We're not going to get everything right. Uh, but you start to become alert to the kinds of things that matter. And one thing that you can do that I think is very powerful is read books, um, not just about the time that you're writing about, but written in the time that you're writing about. Written so, by authors living in that time period. Exactly. So I'm writing in 1875. It's quite interesting to go and look at what books were coming out at that time. And, Jules and Verne. So how people were writing and what they were thinking about. Yeah, what like were that. they interested in? You can get a sense of what people cared about and were preoccupied with at that time. And that's very valuable for capturing a, a time period. I tried to do that with my science fiction too, in the sense that um, I tried to invent literatures yeah. that don't exist today but did exist yeah. do exist in the future so that, so that that becomes part of mm-hmm. their background right so it's like so you, you have to you have to create the past for your exactly. future <laughs> which i i think i i've sometimes thought about this world building it's almost as if in writing we're like photographers and we sort of frame our picture nicely but uh, we're taking a picture of the world and we also have to create the world and then we have to frame a picture of it. Yes. Like it continues past the edges. But it's also true that in order to create the picture, you don't actually need to fill in the whole picture. No. You just need certain elements mm-hmm. that are generative of yeah. a sense of the whole. Sure. Right? Sense, right? I do think it's true, though, that you will end up creating more material than you will use. Yes, in the final definitely. Volume. And not try to take everything that you've that ever you've written, written and, and stuff and it in. Shoehorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That goes in the appendix. (laughs) Yeah, I probably have a tendency to do that. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't be the only sci-fi writer that did. Yeah. You did. Um, Next time we're going to be um, reading some excerpts from our own work. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we've talked to you quite a lot about what we think about writing, mm-hmm. but we've never actually shared any of the text word for word. So yeah, feel free to subscribe if you want to follow along to our YouTube channel, Writing mm-hmm. Off the Deep End, and, and see you next time. Yeah, thanks for watching. Bye bye. Writing off the deep end. Yeah.
I'm Jeffrey Edwards. And I'm Mary Thaler. And we're going to talk about family. Writing about family. And how family informs one's own writing as well, right? So there's two sides to the question. Yeah. What, what you write about and, and how you write about it, perhaps? And maybe why we write. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe the roots of that lie somewhere in our own, uh, in our own upbringing. But it is inevitable that um, family is, is, in some sense, the, the main business of... Of life. Of human... Yes, or, exactly. or, or one could say relationships. Yeah, that's uh, perhaps better. More than just family, but family yeah. is obviously, obviously a big part of relationships. Sure, right? and when so. we talk about family, we're not just talking about genetic and biological uh, links. We're talking about this... Um, way of living together matrix with and... in which we grow up and, and yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. uh, who we are as persons is mm -hmm. strongly influenced by our family background um, I think uh, here we're, we're talking about family uh, it sheds a light on one aspect of family which is the tension between dependence and autonomy right so I think this is very close to what you're describing at certain points in our life we are more um, dependent on other people and those are often um, the points when, when family relationships come into play in our story. Uh, what you're describing as the middle part of your life, it, is, there's an assumption that you will be more autonomous. Yeah, although I have to say, I mean, one can also create family, and so mm -hmm. the new family that one founds is, may yeah. also come into play in, in, in some of these ways, right? Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. But always involves uh, uh, depending on other people, which I think is really uh, is really fascinating because I think that that tension between dependence and autonomy is is well we're always looking for sources of tension to drive our narrative, but that is a very uh, is an interesting one. And family, mm -hmm. it, it's always complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. Yes, yes, it is so complicated. Everything has uh, an emotional content, um, you know? Things are not done for reasons of, of logic or expediency, but because everything is freighted with, um, with, uh, with feeling. So it has so, this two-sidedness mm -hmm. to it, right? I mean, maybe multiple-sidedness to it, right? So sure it's, got, it's got the love and the respect and the admiration and those kinds mm -hmm. of things, but it's also got anger and sometimes fear and sometimes and sort of um, uncomfortableness and uh, shame even and guilt and these kinds of things all come into family relationships as well. Yeah and so I, I mean we've talked in previous episodes about um, how we, we write not necessarily to convey information but to, to learn ourselves and that has been one of the um, the, the things that motivates me as I write is to write to, f to figure out um, why people are doing the things that they do, uh, why, they're, why people behave. And I often write about those, those conditions of, of vulnerability and interdependence really fascinate me. So I, uh, uh, I like, uh, I often am drawn to... Um, young narrators who are in those positions of, of depending on others who for whom that that connection to others is um is essential people i also write a lot about elderly people because that is um again uh, uh 
a condition of dependence, but also um, elderly people are at are when our when our societies and families are at our best, that that sort of wisdom and experience can be at the heart of it. Um, perhaps another um, little tension that can drive our narrative um, between the that sort of wisdom, but also vulnerability of that. And so that's that's also a, a an interesting condition to write about. I just the whole the whole thing is fascinating. Because one of the things about situating my mm-hmm. science fiction in this in this context where family is somewhat less important mm-hmm. is that um, it actually allows me to look at family, mm-hmm. and so I often do look at family, mm-hmm. even in a kind of paradoxical way. In right? the sense so, that you've, you've isolated it uh, uh, in I, order I, to look at it. I have a society it. where it's less important, so then you mm-hmm. look at its role yeah. in that kind of context, right? And yeah. so, and also breaking out say, the difference between a family relationships between siblings, yeah. brothers and sisters and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. versus parents and children, which yeah. are very different dynamics inside a family, right? Yeah. So, do you draw on personal material to do it? I do, but it's. I don't think you could... Even if you knew my family, I don't think you could see that directly, unless I'm writing about it directly, which in mm-hmm. one case I am. So, yeah. um, you know, I have the one novel that I'm actually working on, which is partly built out of autobiographical material, and so that's yeah. clearly a case where... Mm-hmm. And I have to be careful there, because... Did you go back and talk to family members in order to get material? I have done that, yeah. um, and I'm. I'm... Headed to the UK in, in about two weeks to okay. do some more talking about that. So, okay. uh, yeah. What, what's that experience like? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this is about uh, this inter- intergenerational trauma. So, mm-hmm. um, um, I'm interested in the fact that um, the Second World War was had a huge role to play in mm-hmm. Western civilization, even planetary civilization, mm-hmm. um, and that we tend not to look so, so much at it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it still has a huge influence on today's world. Yeah. And so I'm trying to tease out some of those influences, in particular in relation to um, mm-hmm. traumas that were experienced. Mm-hmm. So um, my mother, who experienced something very difficult in, in the Second World War in particular, yeah. but, but um, her sister, her brother, also her brother fought yeah. um, as a fighter pilot mm-hmm. in, in the Second World War, uh, also have yeah. very difficult things uh, that they were dealing with. So, and yourself, do you do you find that um, your own? Do you draw on your own family relations specifically when you write? I don't think that I've ever drawn on a specific incident, um, but uh, I do think that my feelings about my family ultimately do emerge um which i mean we've talked about feeling vulnerable because what comes out is so personal uh sometimes without even realizing it as i'm writing after when i go back and read it i think wow you know this is all about my feelings about my mother or my feelings about my brothers or or my father or or anybody Um, both my parents had jobs that involved working with people a lot. My, my father was a pastor and my mom was a teacher and, um, and they were good at working with people. Um, so they always taught me that in a, in a situation of conflict or frustration, um, 
to, uh, to, to try to look behind what the, what the other person was doing and, and feel out the reason for it. And often that reason, if you feel out deep enough, turns out to be a family reason. Um, I think that instinct is what um, drives a lot of my writing too, mm -hmm. trying to find out what, what's the behavior, but what's behind the behavior, and, and ultimately arriving at, at something that tells us something about family. Yeah. Well, listening to you, I was thinking about you know, you said marriages. Well, mm -hmm. marriages is a kind of family. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, you know, romantic love stories aren't really dealing with family exactly. <laughs> They're more dealing with... What an interesting distinction. Would you say that romance is not about family, but no. marriage kind of is? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe that's the difference between it's, romance what and I'm, marriage. What I'm sort of saying is that <laughs> yeah. it is the same thing, and clearly family mm -hmm. informs both aspects yeah. of it, but mm -hmm. it's a kind of different way of looking at it. Mar you know, looking yeah. at marriage as family and focusing mm -hmm. on the family is just one thing. Looking at marriage as a romantic entanglement yeah. is a different way of looking at it, right? So... I think in both our cases, we came out of relatively um, accepting families. But I, yes. I think many people come out of families that are not so accepting. And, and I think, mm -hmm. so, So you know, one has to be a bit sensitive to that, that e even in one's writing, one has to be sensitive to that, that not everybody comes from places where, you know, man, many people come out of abusive families, right? No. So have you written about abusive families at all? Again, I write about them to understand. Yeah. You know? You write about them to understand the, the pain, and you've talked about intergenerational trauma. Um, pain gets passed down through families. It That's does. absolutely true. And um, sometimes it gets passed down in ways that cross that threshold to abuse. Um, but even the most accepting family will also pass down um, some of its pain because pain is human. I, I have in, so I wrote these stories about um, people living in the Second World War. Mm -hmm. So in particular, a family that became collaborators with the Germans and, yeah. and their abuse was an important part of the mm -hmm. context, uh, both during the time in the Second World War, but also in the years following the Second World War. So, mm -hmm. in, in what ways are you careful when you're writing about, is it just to be honest at all times? So what's hard about being honest is, um, is knowing your own self. I mean, that's not an easy thing, right? Especially in these areas, because, mm -hmm. uh, because one suppressed one own, one's own pain. You know, in order to write about it, you have to kind of dig it up, and digging yeah. it up is not easy. Family are often uh, the people who know the. Um, that we have, we have, we have selves that we present um, to the world, and the family is often the person that knows the self um, behind that presented self. Behind the mask. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yes. and and as we're writing, that is. I think what we're always striving to to show um, with our characters is is to know our characters um, in that way. 
And behind the mask. Behind the mask, exactly. Yeah. yeah, with warts and all, um, but but still beloved. And so uh, family is, in some ways, a very um, powerful and beautiful lens. Good note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you for watching our episode about family. Oof. If you like uh, our episodes, uh, you could subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And you'll want to tune into the next one because we've got a big topic. Um, well, we're going to talk about world building. Uh, although, in both the contexts, I mean, science fiction and fantasy, your world building. But even if you're writing historical fiction or contemporary fiction, right. there's world building going on. Why right? should the speculative writers have all the fun? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to talk about world building in this somewhat larger framework. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So join us next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.